Welcome, everybody, to the Mando Fan Show, our season finale, even though Mandalorian ended like a month ago. How's <laughs> <laughs> everybody doing you. out there? Uh, I'm John. Thank you for joining us on this Friday night. Uh, whatever plans you went, wound up canceling to hang out with us, we appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> hop, hop in the live chat. Uh, do us a quick favor, though. Like the video, and if you're on social media, share it. Bring your other friends in, and let's make it a party for our last show, the Mando yeah. Fan Show for this season. Uh, James and Lacey with me, as always. And our guest, uh, I think his 46th time on our podcast, <laughs> uh, world news cover, but you probably know him more as a professional Star Wars collectible bounty hunter, Clayton Sandell. <laughs> Welcome, buddy. First appearance for the dog, PD. Yay! <laughs> What's up? How's it going? Oh, great. Going good, man. Now we need the uh, the quick update on the background because there is some new lighting. Uh, we have a new sweatshirt. It looks like we need to talk about uh, what's yeah. going on here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sweatshirt. We'll talk about the sweatshirt first. Um, I uh, was wearing this the other day, and and my wife saw me wearing it, and immediately wanted uh, one of her own. So I was like, <laughs> stay away from my sweatshirt. Uh, so we may be ordering another one. Um, yeah, background wise. Um, it's mostly the same. One one thing I did find uh, recently, which I was kind of looking for, and I'm sort of jazzed to have it, is the Tide Bomber, which is oh, oh excellent. that's cool, uh, excellent. And, uh, so that's been uh, oops, just lost the stormtrooper. But uh, <laughs> yes, so nothing nothing is worth anything. That was a recreation here, so of that scene in Rogue One. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, it, but in post, we'll insert a Wilhelm scream. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, ha happy new year. Um, because this is 2021 and we're talking about Mando. Um, I want to let you guys know that I, um, I, uh, I pulled some strings. I pulled out the big guns. Oh boy. Call called up Kathy on her cell phone. <laughs> our special guest. I want to, I want to, I want you guys to say hello real quick to Mando and Grogu. Hey! In the flesh. In the Dude, flesh. I'm so glad oh, that Grogu is back. Making, yeah. a, What's making up, Mando? a special appearance. Can you say hi, Mando? Hi. <laughs> hi. I'm so glad you're back with Grogu, man. Yeah. Yeah. What are you, and, and Grogu, are you going to get him some uh, some more blue cookies? All right. Oh, All yeah. right, kid. All right, here's your best car. Get out of here. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. You always have surprises. Always with the surprises. Oh, there you go. Uh, that's amazing. So, is he going to keep that on the rest of the night? Now he'll is probably he keep be... it on the rest of the night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you going to keep that on the rest of the night? Well, he never yeah. takes it off, John. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he never takes it off. There we go. There he is. What's up, buddy? This is Alex. Say hi, Alex. Hi, hi Alex. Alex. Alex, you know, uh, I should plug while we're here, I should plug uh, Quarantine Trampoline. Alex uh, has been making his own videos uh, jumping on the trampoline and talking about all that fun stuff uh, nice. while he's been out of school and, and all that fun stuff. So Quarantine Trampoline on YouTube, right? And so he's going to be the next stuntman for The Mandalorian is what I'm hearing. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Right. Right. your heart out, right? Yeah. <laughs> Bye, Bye, Alex. Buddy. See ya. Bye. That's so cool, man. Yeah. Um, so now... So now that he dresses up as the Mandalorian, less chances of lightsabers getting thrown through your TV screen. Very likely, yes. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, excellent, yep. excellent. Uh, yeah, because my son's starting to throw stuff now. So now I'm like, I remember when, I'll never forget when Clayton told me that. And now my son is cocking back like rookie of the year, ready to hum things at the TV screen. So here we are. Johnny um, G says he's getting married in that outfit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, James and Lacey, how are you guys doing? Dude, not that good. <laughs> uh, yeah, long story short, I mean, today's Friday, so I, I had a regular work day or whatever, but I also um, uh, vacuumed and cleaned out a room because uh, we're getting it. We're moving to a king size bed, so new bed Ooh. and then the, the actual, well, new, new frame today. I built the whole thing, and then uh, new bed is coming tomorrow morning, so nice. changing things up a little bit, so that's right cool. On, man. Yeah. Lacey, what's up? I did nothing. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, you know what? That's okay. That is perfect. Yeah, that's a dream, right? Oh, that's I watched Kim's Convenience. Yeah. yeah. That's what I watched. That's a good show. Um, good show. Yeah. Some some good talent on that show. Um, some great, great, great people. Great people. Uh, so... Um, yeah, so we're it's a little different this time on the Mando Fan Show because typically we do the Pedro scale. Uh, we're putting that in the vault in the uh, 
in the ice cream maker thing, whatever you, they really called that thing. <laughs> Camtono. Oh, the Camtono. Camtono, yep. yeah. Yeah. And, and the Easter eggs, we're putting that away. But uh, we're just going to do like kind of a casual chat about season two. Uh, and now that we've seen it all, did anything change for us? Did it change how we view season one? Just a, a general casual chat. But uh, before we do that, real quick, uh, again, make sure you do like the video. If you haven't subscribed to our channel yet, please do, because we're getting closer and closer to 6,000 subscribers. And I know that's not big. <laughs> But uh, for us, it is. So we'd appreciate that. I just had to share this. He said, I did nothing. Lacey is my spirit animal. You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) He's got the uh, Cosmo Kramer uh, profile picture. So you got to respect that. Mm -hmm. Um, And the last thing, if you want to pick up some swag, go to teespring.com slash store slash resistance broadcast. And we got the Mando Fancho stuff. Clayton's rocking our makes a little too happen sweatshirt. It is cold now. So sweatshirts are are in. But before we get into our discussion, I know a lot of you have probably been waiting for this because we've been doing it all season. Uh, The time has come. You waited. And now I will reveal the final number in our Mando Code season-long giveaway contest. Now, a reminder, the grand prize is a limited edition Mandalorian box thanks to JewelryBrands.shop, our friends over there, uh, which includes Werner Herzog's Empire Medallion Necklace from season one, the Mandalorian Skull Necklace that Baby Yoda, a.k.a. Grogu, took over, and a brick of Beskar steel, which Clayton just gave to his son. And uh, the winner will also receive the supersized Funko of the child, a.k.a. Grogu, a Mando Fan Show Season 2 shirt that I'm wearing here, and a Mission Fleet Mandalorian Child in Battle for the Bounty. And the final item we're adding today is the Vintage Collection Mandalorian Din Djarin with the Child, which I believe is right now out of stock, so you can't even buy it, so we're going to throw that into the mix. Um, so I hope you have the first set of numbers and if not, too late. And I apologize for that. But the final number in the code is 23. And I know a lot of you may think you know what to do with that right now. And I'm going to tell you how to enter to win right now. We may get a winner announced on the show. Uh, so one winner is going to win all that stuff. And the numbers each represent their corresponding letter in the alphabet. Uh, that can then be unscrambled to create a known phrase from the Mandalorian. Now you need to take that your guess and email it to us at resistancebroadcast at gmail.com right now with the subject in your email, Mando Code. And you got to do that. And in the body of the email, just put your guess and send it away. Now, the first person to correctly do this will win the bounty. And I'll be checking our email as we talk here. And when we have I get it uh, up winner. Too. Okay. So, Lacey, if you want to check that yeah, sure. uh, with, the, with those guidelines and then just mm-hmm. you can inter- interrupt us uh, w- when we have a winner. So, good luck to everybody. And thanks for going on the journey with us all season so um all right so season two clayton uh i'll start with you um looking back on the season as a whole um what are your general thoughts on it and uh i guess to get the engine going do you have a favorite moment one moment or scene from this season that uh, really stands out to you that you would show somebody and be like that's season two of the mandalorian oh well it's got to be the finale it's got it's got to be it's got to be the finale of the rescue yeah i mean that yeah. that that is the uh the moment that i think had us all jaws on the floor um <laughs> i think uh you know i i was watching the episodes just because you know i just the nature of my job i have to be uh, kind of online all the time and so I just decided I was going to watch uh, as many of the episodes as I could uh, when they actually posted at like one o'clock in the morning for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, that's what I was doing. And uh, uh, there were a, a few people I knew were watching live, including Lacey. So Lacey was like, as soon as that happened, it was like, where's my phone? And I was like <laughs> texting Lacey immediately. And it's like, Clay and I would constantly be responding in caps to each other at like 3.45 a.m. every Friday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's there's no question for me that that moment uh, stood out more than than anything. Um, nice. And I remember I just, you know, when that when that happened, just just Twitter blew up and phone mess, you know, text messages from several people. And, and it was just uh, it was remarkable. It was it was shocking and fun and cool. Um, and, and I, I was I was amazed they had the guts to try and pull it off. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's hard to contest that. I'll go around to everybody else and see if anyone has we any different answers. We have a winner already. Mm hmm. So they put their subject, they put in Mando code, they did the whole thing right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Who's the winner? And what, what, what was their, yeah, what was their guess? So the, the guess is Clan of Two. That's correct. Great and job. And the winner is 
with, I think we got this. He got this in what two three minutes? Is John Reese? Oh man, John! Congratulations, <laughs> dude! Wow, John uh, Reese gets the whole bounty. You get the, and he's a big collector too. He like he he would give Clayton a run for his money. I think. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> he, he he has all the like Clayton John has all like the sideshows and oh, all those cool. crazy things. Uh, so he, he, I mean, what a great candidate to get! It's a great job, John, for paying attention all season. So that means you watched all season. You know, first and foremost, we appreciate that, of course. And you're such an awesome guy and a good Star Wars fan. So uh, congratulations on that. We'll obviously we know how to get in touch with you, so we'll get all that out to you. Uh, great job, and thanks for everybody who who did partake. I'm sure a lot of people were not as quick on the finger. You got it. You got to get one of these, the DL44, because then you get you're quick on the trigger. <laughs> Is that you've been waiting? You're like, how can I work this? That's what, yeah. So, yeah <laughs> say that. All right. And this has nothing to do with the Mandalorian, but but, but you know what I does? Got, Luke super I, chat. All right, go ahead. Yeah, let's hear from Luke. So Count Pepto is here. And thank you for the super chat. He says, if you could choose any Mando armor to wear for yourself, which Mandalorian character's armor would you choose? Thank you guys for being awesome and helping me get through 2020. No, thank you, Count Pepto. Uh, probably Mandalorians because it's like the cool mirror Beskar. Yeah. Like, I like how yeah. shiny it is. I mean, Although, cool. Bo-Katan okay. has the best helmet. Mm. I love her helmet. Yeah. Um. I, I think like I think that Mandalorians is pretty cool, and I think that's hard to beat. They made it that way very specifically, but I do have a second favorite, and that is Paz Vizsla. That's this good. guy yeah. is just awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Clayton, what about you? Uh, I would say Mando, but the uh, the pre all Beskar armor to me that's like it's a little too shiny. It's a little too nice. I like the sort of eclectic, uh, feels like it was thrown together from a bunch of different pieces yeah. kind of mm-hmm. look of the uh, the original. I thought I had a uh, figure around here, but I don't. But yeah, I would say Mando, but the the like you know first episode. Interesting. I, I, don't, I just to be different. I think I would go with the Maldalorians with the little horns and the helmets. You would wear, <laughs> you would wear that. I think that'd be kind of fun. Um, but more importantly. I got this DL44, guys, and it has nothing to do with The Mandalorian, but I got it today, and one of our listeners, uh, Dave, um, sent it to me because he knew I've been, like, hunting for this. And, Clayton, I'm upset you didn't find one for me, to be honest with you. I know, I know. I, uh, I A couple popped up on uh, Facebook Marketplace, like, and they were way, way too expensive. Yeah, no, I was like, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, um, we do hear from very the- cool. Yeah, Thank we you, heard from the winner himself, John. So John sent us a super chat, even though he won. Uh, <laughs> thank thanks, you, John. John. Thank uh, you, you're Luke so too. welcome. Yeah, he said thank um, you so much. No, yeah, this thing's pretty legit. So I want to thank Dave for uh, for sending that to me. I want to give you a shout out for that, uh, even though you may have not wanted one, but I really do appreciate it. It meant a lot. You, you just kind of went out of your way and did it without any conversation, and uh, it's amazing. So thank you, man. Um, all right, so... Uh, James and Lacey, anything outshining Clayton's favorite moment there? Uh, the end of the rescue for you guys? I don't, you know, if the final episode didn't happen, I would say Ahsoka is probably my favorite moment. But uh, mm. the like Clayton said, the finale just kind of overshadows everything in the sense that you have this beautiful moment between Grogu and Pedro Pascal who na- like knocks it out of the park, like yeah. top notch acting. And then of course, Luke Skywalker shows up in this like momentous, amazing way that, you know, seven year old me would have died to see, which now obviously I'm older, but like little Lacey <laughs> would have been like losing her mind, just like older yeah. Lacey was. So um, that's really cool too. So it's really hard to top that. It's really hard to top that. And I'm so glad that that's the case because sometimes you have shows where that second to last episode is the big climax and then the resolution's kind of the last episode. I, I, I'm glad that it hit its peak in the finale. Yeah. Yeah. All right. James, you? Um, I mean, yeah. Again, like it's hard to it's hard to beat that. I would feel like if I had to pick something though that like stuck out to me as a as a person it would be that episode one like the the um cop vanth cop vanth stuff yeah Yeah. i for some reason i and i think they i don't i don't know obviously it doesn't they don't pick it like it's not like a game show where they film all the episodes and put the best at the beginning and the end or something like that 
But I think there was something very special about that first uh, episode just being like a, a season two opener that they knew this was big. This was huge. This is really yeah. cool and really got the the season kicked off right. Because, um, I mean, just just take for an instance, like had episode two been episode one and episode one been episode two, it would have been like, this is weird. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. You'd have kicked off with episode two and then been like, okay, that was not a good way to start. And then... It was a power flex by Favreau. He's like, I'm going to put all my budget into the first one that I'm directing. Yeah, and for we- sure. <laughs> yeah, so we have a, another super chat from Joel. Thank you, Joel, who said, just wanted to Thank say you, thanks to everyone, and it's so great to see Clayton back. Hey, Joel. Awesome to have everyone in the base. You're right. yeah. here. He never Happy leaves. Year, <laughs> so in, yeah. in, our, in our Discord, people were commenting saying, I, I might have been Christian Morales, I forget who, but they said, um, Clayton is my favorite guest that you guys have. So I'm so pumped for tonight. Like, uh, people love Clayton Sandell. It's one of those. <laughs> you guys things. had Eunice on, though. Come on. <laughs> yeah. had, and Jonas. Jonas. Yeah, both. Eunice and Jonas. Eunice and Jonas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Joel, so much. And we agree, Clayton is pretty awesome. Yeah. But don't tell him that. He's gonna get a big head. Yeah, right. you gotta watch out. Um <laughs> I think I think my favorite moment is in that area, but it's not Luke. It's it is the moment between Din and uh Grogu. Um just like all these like now that I'm a dad, like all these dad scenes the like dad scenes get you, huh? They destroy me. Han and <laughs> Ben in episode nine ruined me. Uh, and then this, where he takes his helmet off and he's telling him not to be afraid and he's putting him down. I was like, no, don't go. Don't leave him. Even yeah. he's, going with, he's going with Luke Skywalker. And I'm like, don't take him from him. How dare yeah. you? So, and Grogu's yeah. kind of the height of what your your son is now. So like when he sets him down, yeah. it's like that. Yeah. yeah I get it. It. Was, it was tough. I really hope they get back together. But uh, that was that was that was a powerful moment. Pedro Pascal just acted the hell out of that. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping he gets an Emmy nomination. Uh, we'll see. But um, all right. So let's just talk about the season in general. Um, it, it was uh, <laughs> there. There were some controversial moments with fans and that sort of thing. But I think overall, people really um, look back on the season as as a lot of fun and uh, really elevating the story a bit. Um, Clayton, you your thoughts on how they interjected. Uh, existing characters did you see that as a concern for you were you happy about it were you hoping it kind of stayed the way it was in the first season where where'd you sit with that stuff uh i liked it i mean i i was not uh as huge a clone wars fan uh as maybe others were but i uh i i appreciated and liked uh, the the idea of ahsoka coming into it uh when that when that rumor uh hit and uh and everybody started talking about it i i thought it was a cool idea um and I think they, I think they integrated them quite well. And that's actually, you know, the the um, that that is sort of the promise of of all of these interconnected stories. It's it's that's kind of what you want. And I think uh, uh, I, I think they did it pretty well. Um, I, I love seeing Ahsoka. I love seeing Bo-Katan. Um, I, I, even you know, I didn't read like a lot of the EU stuff. I wasn't really into the EU, you know any. Me neither. Stuff, but yeah. all all of those elements uh, that people uh, a lot of a lot of people got really excited about a lot of those elements being being worked in, yeah. um, and, and coming into it, I, I think I think you can come into it cold and not know anything about any of those characters, even Ahsoka. And um, you know, I, I didn't feel like people would be left behind. I certainly didn't feel that way as not being a, a big fan of the or, or mm-hmm. have much knowledge of the EU. So yeah, um, no, I think it's cool. And I think it reflects, you know, the fact that these guys, you know, Favreau and Filoni, they, they are fans themselves and they try to tie the stuff that they like into their storytelling. And that's it's their candy store, man. They can they can do it, and and I think they. I so far, I think they've done it pretty well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, we just open it up now. If anyone wants to just yeah, dive I, in I here. know that I talked to someone just today that, that called me and was like, "Hey, I you know I, I finished up uh, Mandalorian." I was kind of talking to him about it a little bit, and they they are definitely like a casual fan. Like, do not know. I mean, I could probably explain John Favreau, but like if I just said like John and Dave, like they have no clue who those people are, you know? Yeah. Um, and and it was just, it was really interesting to hear the perspective of like how much, um, he's like, I, I think 
Mandalorian is better than, you know, the last couple movies and stuff, you know, it's like, it's so interesting um, how we've kind of switched. And we, we even got into talking a little bit about Disney and the future and stuff of like, um, how much the pandemic is causing things like them to move away from the movies and moving more into television and all this. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, it's just such an interesting time and an interesting shift for Star Wars um, that uh, there can even be this world right now where we're looking at this amount of uh, content being live action. And uh, on top of that, it's not like there's not so much pressure put on like, um, you know, hey, we're doing three movies. How can we fit Ahsoka into that? It's like, oh, well, you probably wouldn't, but now you can because you have all all this opportunity to cross over and bring to life a lot of these <laughs> elements that um, you know, book characters and and comic characters and things like that that you worked on and were very proud. But but just by the sheer fact that they are presented in the medium that they're presented in they don't get the opportunity to shine uh despite the fact that they, that they're good characters created by um people who know how to uh you know do this stuff how to tell stories you know yeah so it, i don't know it just it, the mandalorian it, it just in general now we're in season two but um just as a series is is completely changing the game for um you know everybody who was excited to hear that disney bought you know star wars and that we were getting more movies and stuff we just did not expect it to go down this route I'm loving it yeah. loving it it's so good yeah and Lacey, you weren't um kind of like me and i guess clayton like no we're not huge clone wars fans mm. um and so this was kind of like your your entry into enjoying uh soka you had been saying this season uh seeing the live yeah. action version yeah, I'm definitely one of those fans that knows all the storylines and knows who the characters are. Like, if you give me, like, a picture, like, a lineup and we're, like, name these characters, I could. But they're not necessarily characters I connected with. And I don't think that's necessarily anything against animation or the storytelling that Dave Filoni and those people oh. did. Because it's amazing. It's just it's just different. You know, I grew up on the original trilogy, so I just have a more of a connection with live action than I do with animation. That being mm -hmm. said, I ugly cry every time I watch Coco. So that I guess that's kind of null and void, but anyway, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so, uh, Ahsoka was a character that I don't have a connection with. Like I feel other people did. Cause a lot of people grew up with Ahsoka and kind of grew up with her. Um, but seeing her in live action was just, so awesome and i immediately was like okay i get it she's so cool and i think yeah. rosario dawson did a really good job of transitioning from animation to the live action and she worked in a lot of the face stuff that ahsoka does in the series and movements and shots were uh -huh. taken directly out of animation um and i i love bo katan too like i thought she was really really great as well it's just one of those things that's like you see the cartoon and you're kind of just like, okay, this is super cool. Uh, I, I really wish I could see it in live action. And then you do and you're like, oh my God, it's better than what I could have imagined. Um, and yeah. I think it's just, we keep saying this, but it's just a kind of, it's a no brainer that it's awesome because John Favreau and Dave Filoni are doing such a good job and they care so much that it's so apparent on screen. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And yeah. what's interesting now is now that that floodgate is open in terms of, um, Re recasting if you want to put it that way recasting iconic characters from animation with a different actor mm -hmm. but then mm -hmm. on the flip side casting a live action character with the person who animated it and then it both both happened in this show mm -hmm. um and, and there was controversy controversy what am i sean connery controversy <laughs> there was controversy earlier this year uh, earlier last year with uh, the ashley Eckstein thing and it seemed like she was upset that she didn't uh, get a shot at it or what have you uh, so Clayton, looking understandable. back, she brought that character to life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so Clayton, looking at this and like seeing, do do you think it's weird because um, uh, Katie Sackhoff was given the opportunity and got the role to play her uh, character, and and Ashley didn't get a even a crack at it, or do you think it's now it's at the point where it's just like it seems like we've kind of moved on, and now uh, the 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 torch has been passed, sort of deal. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I, I don't know all the particulars uh, clearly behind behind all of the casting decisions. So uh, you know, it's it's tough. Um, 
It's tough to speculate. I I I, I don't know if. Um... You know, I, I know that Ashley would have liked a chance to have played that character for sure. I'm sure, uh, yeah. th- there's, there's no question about that. Um, it's, it's interesting, though, too, just in general, Star Wars is, I think, better when it's cast with people that you don't necessarily know or recognize. And I think Rosario Dawson is a fairly recognizable name. Um, and I was just, what sort of made me think of this is somebody in the comments was talking about Thrawn and whether, you know, if Thrawn shows up, who should play Thrawn? And the rumor that was going mm. around, bouncing around the other day was that Robert Downey Jr. RDJ. No, I can't think of a worse person to play that role because that's all I would see. Not Nothing against him, but, he, you know, he that's, that's Iron Man. He's 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 that personality and and his his own you know persona kind of shines through. I want somebody who's I want somebody who's an unknown in in a lot of these characters and that's right. know, nobody knew who uh, who Carrie Fisher was. Nobody knew who Harrison Ford was. I mean, right out, outside of the you know fans of American Graffiti and all that. So um, yeah, the casting is always casting is always a tricky tricky thing. I think just my preference is that you you go with you know if you have two equally qualified actors, you go with the one who's who's less known. I just think they carry less uh, you know preconceived notions about who they are into the role, and you can kind of just get lost in the role a little bit. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. And speaking of getting lost, oh well, well yeah, let's read. Um, we do have uh, a couple that, super chats. Yeah, so sure. Christian Morales chimed in, which he chimed in earlier before about your Clayton comment, saying that he's sweating nervously about his comment. But he said, uh, totally agree with James. The show has made the impossible possible. Never would I have guessed minor book characters getting a big name actor on a big name show. It's true next level storytelling for Star Wars. Thanks, Christian. Yeah, yeah awesome. I think it's just going to get crazier, too. Like when it yeah. comes to what eras they put people in and stuff. Yeah. And I think also before we even got into the Mandalorian, there was a lot of that. Will he, won't he show up? And I remember mm-hmm. us being like, there's no way they're going to bring this random character from a book in. And they did. <laughs> so now it's, it's like, it almost seems likely. Right. I know. Right. Next yeah. we have Frank. Hey Frank, thanks for the super chat. He said, I hope Ahsoka and Luke will get a scene together sometime where he can tell her about Anakin's redemption in return of the Jedi. As far as I know, she doesn't know. I don't know. Yeah, that's tricky. Didn't didn't Ahsoka pop up in a Forces of Destiny with Luke though, or something like that? I don't I, know. She might have. I don't remember. That doesn't I sound fire to me. Yeah, I don't know. As, uh, far as, as far as right now, I'm pretty sure that the two have not met, as far as we know, story wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, I mean, I think that has got to be like the the biggest missed opportunity if they never tell that story, if they never yeah. show that them meeting. Um, yeah, there needs to be some explanation that yeah. why they didn't or why they did. Like, there's that's one of those things that you're like, it just doesn't make sense that they would never cross paths. Yeah, yeah. I there's nothing feel like... going on. There's no animosity in the galaxy. Like, right? No she's not going to hear from like the, the the leader of the Galactic Empire. She knows who he is. She she's going to know that he died. Like, word word will get around. Like. Sure, Luke had a few drinks sometime. He's like, "Listen, my dad actually threw the emperor. I didn't do it. My dad did it." You know, you know. I don't know. I feel like she may have heard that what happened, but yeah. Oh, I, I like did want to mention this. Yeah, make Taylor yeah. as Ezra happen. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Gray. <laughs> <you're right. laughs> um, yeah. So, so in terms of uh, the the season, it's funny thinking about the Ahsoka thing. It, I almost, you know, I didn't forget about it. But it's like it was it's such a big deal when it happened. But because of everything else that happened in the season, it's almost like it makes you realize how big this season was. It's insane. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was, that you would have thought that would have been hard to top. Well, yeah. they turned right around and said Boba Fett. <laughs> like, oh, the yeah, very Boba next episode is Boba Fett comes back. And and just as quickly as everybody says, they had a week to talk about Ahsoka and get it out. And and Thrawn was mentioned in that episode, too. You know, the, like all that speculation happened. And then the next week we go, all right, what's next? And they go, Boba Fett, he's back. Here he is. He's full yeah. everything. And there's a lot of, you know, backstory and all the little hidden details and Easter eggs and all this. And so I think everybody just in a way, like nobody forgot about Ahsoka or all that story. It's obviously still there and we're still talking about it. But yeah. I think like as a as a, just a general sense of like what's next, 
like Boba Fett filled that gap really quickly. And then the next episode, granted, it didn't have as big of a huge reveal, but it was a surprising return for Bill Burr, which is is kind of a fan favorite character. And he had a really good scene. And then after that, really? it was chapter 16, where they just like blew blew it up. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think like I think as far as all these episodes, they really paced it out well, like yeah. with Timothy Oliphant coming in and then Katie Sackoff and then later, you know, uh, Rosario Dawson. And then after that, Tamara Morrison, Bill Burr. I mean, like they're all spaced and strategically planned out. It's so it's so good. man. They did a really good job on this season. Yeah, <laughs> I would say the season's definitely better than season one. For anybody that wanted to do the one or two, I would say this season's better. And you could even watch this season without seeing season one and still love it. Like, I don't think you yeah. have to be that diehard fan that watches every single episode. True. You might Did miss I some own... stuff, but. Hey, can we get into a disappointment? Uh, in a minute. In a minute. Let's, okay. let's hang okay. on to, hang <laughs> on to that in a minute. Uh, I want to keep people How tuned. How dare you, James, ever have a disappointment? Uh, I, I, I mean, season one has it's it has to set the table and stuff. So I mean, it's it's not not unfair, but it a little it kind of is a little bit. Um, the the Boba Fett stuff that that whole sequence really uh, is standing out to me a lot. Like what Robert Rodriguez did, and even seeing uh, Clayton, you watched the gallery. I'm sure how charming Robert Rodriguez was, and how um, <laughs> childlike, uh, imaginative he approached his. Uh, uh, making of that scene in the backyard and i can picture you and your son doing the same thing with your action figure so did that kind of yeah. hit home with you like maybe i could make a star wars show yeah that was cool it was it was feloni right who said uh, it was the, the coolest animatic ever uh to actually, <laughs> use, to actually use uh, uh action figures which i which i thought was great and then the other video which uh which he he tweeted out first i think with him playing the guitar oh. next to the grogu puppet who just you know is going right along with it like you'd never you know i mean they were believing it a hundred percent on the set yeah <laughs> uh so yeah that was that was spectacular and and, and the- Tamara morrison playing the guitar as well and singing right and like just the blues it's so great because like I, I, know, I, haven't, I haven't really been paying attention to him like as a person or an actor or anything like that i just know of his existence and coming back and seeing him like in the gallery and stuff he's such a he seems so positive and so happy like all the time. He's got his his uh, New Zealand kind of like rhetoric about him and all this. He's like, you take the thing and you go here and you, you know, and he's explaining everything. I just love the way he mm-hmm. talks and, and, acts and sings. Yeah, he's super positive and he's really excited about He's, what's well, the thing where he puts his foot up on the rock and he's just going like this? He's like, I'm yeah. the guy in the room. Yeah, yeah. And he had the cowboy hat on. Yeah. Yeah. The the um so so Clayton what, what's your take on the um because we went I went off on, about this in, in a way about how they rebuilt the whole Java Palace and I know I talked to you about it and I'm like dude they just re- rebuilt the thing that we need Han and Chewie to go to the the whole Book of Boba Fett thing like that that was like shocking to me that they that they that they're doing this now that that was shocking to me too but it it explained uh it, it explained a couple things for me because I knew that. Uh, probably back in October, uh, talking to people that I know that work on The Mandalorian, uh, I knew they were back in production, but it was really odd how, because uh, I, I was sort of like casually, you know, I was, I, was, I was congratulating people that worked on the show for the work in season two, and I remember... Uh, normally I, I would get an answer to this question. I, I, I just casually would ask, you know, when do you, when do you guys start shooting season three? And everybody was radio silent. And I knew they were back in production because somebody told me that they were in, in production, that they had already begun shooting. But what they were shooting was the Book of Boba Fett. They weren't <laughs> shooting season three yet. Uh, that hasn't, I don't think that started yet or it's going to start soon. Uh, but, uh, it, it explained a lot of the, the just complete radio silence and, and cagey answers I was getting when I was asking like completely <laughs> innocuous, innocent questions about, you know, when they were going to start. So, um, yeah, to see that card come up at the end. And, uh, I think, you know, normally I, I wouldn't have maybe sat there and watched 
all the way through the credits, but I think I was just like stunned at what had just <laughs> happened. So I couldn't get up. I couldn't get up off the couch and, and walk well, away. Then, so I just sat there. And of course, they're not showing the, the concept art like they normally do. And, uh, right. and so, you know, uh, otherwise I might have, have completely missed that, that scene. Uh, I'm glad well, the, the other thing that I noticed, because like, I was like, I think I saw something where it was like end credits or something, but because the final episode, John had to, I overslept and it was a big issue. But, um, but anyway, <laughs> the, the show normally goes to the corner and they say, oh, you finished this. You might want to watch this other thing. Yeah. But it yeah. did, it just stayed through the whole credits. And so I think immediately where your brain goes like, oh, it's done. It's over. Um, th there was something there that's like, no, it's still running. I'm still watching it. Um, there's still something. I, to, I would usually miss that stuff too, but mm -hmm. it like I stopped it or hit pause because I was going to go back and rewatch that scene again. And I saw that it's had like 11 minutes left. I'm like, 11 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so then I was yeah. like, wait a minute. And you're right. The concept art thing, like the, the little flags that they put there. And and a couple people pointed out that uh, as the, the cast list went by, that Matt Wood pops up as Bib Fortuna and people were going, where was Bib Fortuna? Like, Did what? he? Oh, yeah. really? That, that pops up. That. that pops up. The cast list with Matt Wood and Bib Fort as Bib oh, Fortuna. Oh no! <laughs> pops up before that. Before that end scene, and uh, and a couple quick-eyed viewers caught that, I guess. And uh, I don't and know wondered, how. That's wondered, wondered what the heck was going on. Why? Where, where was Bib Fortuna? So. Anyway, wow. so they're going back instead of forward. They're like, no, yeah. I gotta go back and where was he? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. someone too is like, is like, uh, sitting there pausing on every one of those, like looking and reading every every person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> did you? So did Bit you fortunate. have? Did you when you when the Luke thing happened and and you saw the X wing? Uh, did you immediately know Clayton that it was him? Uh, and what was your? No. What, what was your reaction? Do you remember how you reacted to watching it? Because I'm sure you weren't doing a live reaction video, so it might be a, been a little subdued. Uh, to... <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I, 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 you say that, though, but I think a lot of people did have the crazy reactions to this no, one. I know. Saying... You know what? I'm just having fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I was, and, I was and like... What was your tip-off? Yeah. Where was the... What was the point at which you Okay, were right, right. So for me, the X-Wing coming in, I, I thought, oh, okay, that's that's interesting. That's interesting. And then... Then when you see the cloaked figure, I thought, well, th there's there's no way that's that's him. That's either Ahsoka or that's somebody else. Um, uh, I I totally expected it to be a red herring that there it was going to be somebody somebody you didn't oh, expect. Wow. Uh, what what finally tipped it off for me personally was the glove on the right hand. Mm -hmm. When I saw the All glove, right. when I saw the glove on the right so hand, I was like, okay. What? You didn't think Michael Jackson? No, I did not think Michael Jackson. I did not think Michael Jackson. Uh, you know, I, I, I for Michael Jackson. I, yeah, no, it wasn't, yeah, wasn't sparkly enough. wasn't, wasn't, wasn't <laughs> diamond studded enough. Uh, but when I saw the glove, it was like, okay, here we go. Buckle up. We're, wow. we're doing we're doing this. And how are they going to pull it off? And I just I, I immediately thought. Uh, <laughs> I, I immediately thought of all the people who worked on Rogue One and to, to do to do Leia and Tarkin, and I was like, "Oh, those people were busy." Uh, here we go. Oh, let's, yeah. let's see what they did. See how yeah. they pulled it off. So, were were you happy that? Well, well, I, I don't want to put you two on the spot because you talk to people who work on it and stuff. Were you um, disappointed it wasn't a recast, or were you cool that they did that approach? I was I was fine with it. Yeah, I uh, uh, it's it's I think admittedly it's a little it's a little uncanny valley, but so part of it part of it is, and I have to have to remember this with Rogue One. Uh, you know, if you didn't grow up knowing that Peter Cushing had passed away, yeah, you know, I, I think conceivably you could you could watch that performance and and not know. I th I think it hurts knowing that. Um, that that you know, not that people don't know that Mark Hamill is in his sixties, but um, <laughs> I, I think the, the less you know about all of that, the the more convincing it is. And I think yeah. so, so. I think in that it's so it's so it's a weird filter um, to put it through. But but I think that uh, I, I think overall it's actually pretty good. And and on rewatching it, um, I, I find less to 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 object to it. I, I think it actually gets. I think they pull it off pretty well. Mm -hmm. 
That's a and, great I'm, point and I'm, dying, about, and I'm uh, dying to know how they did it and, and whose voice it was and, and all of that. Uh, they're not they're not allowed to talk about it. And as you know, from the gallery show, they were just like, that's it. And I was like, wait, there's a whole other chunk you've left out here. Yeah, right. It, right. it almost makes me feel like they're going to drop it randomly from like one of those ILM special effects. Or maybe they're maybe they, yeah, they are might. going to hold off until uh, Emmys are up yeah. for like voting and stuff to drop yeah. that and then put it in the people's memories like right before they cast their vote. Or, or maybe someone on this show right now will get some sort of exclusive and then there you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you yeah. go, maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it, no. it, just speaking of the visual effects in general, just mm -hmm. on the rewatch, you know, just in the first three episodes, uh, and all the episodes were great, but I mean, especially in the first three episodes where you had these entire oh, sequences that had to be 100% or, or you know close to it digital sequences whether it's the crate dragon or the you know, dog fighting and the siege was insane where yeah. he goes up and then like hits the the like thing and then goes down i know that's a terrible he description. Hits the thing he hit the, the thing, thing that's what it was happens and then there's right. am i describing this now he did the thing and then he goes to the place the lever i don't know the no. exact term what is hey, you, you shift? Are, i don't know <laughs> you guys are forgetting a big one though the passenger by by individually yeah. having to program in all those meticulous spider, spider and all the legs and everything that goes into like right. Uh, the reflections and the slime and uh, textures that their bodies yeah. are made out of and all that. It's like, yeah. I, I yeah. understand the crate dragon is crazy, but it is, it, it's one creature. But then to, to sit there and say on screen, we're going to make like, you know, probably Thousands. hundreds of creatures and, and have them all in individually react different and, and probably fill over surfaces and stuff. It's like, yeah, that stuff is really crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, was, yeah. Oh my gosh, Lacey, are you reading directly from the script? Yeah, the thing, and then the thing happens, and then the thing flies in. <laughs> yeah. You know, all right, so so James, I do want to get to your nitpick in a bit, but real quick, you know, we're talking about special effects, which are amazing, but then you got to think from the storytelling standpoint, and, you know, everyone always goes felony, 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 but, you know, John, John Favreau put pen to paper on this uh, for the most part. With Filoni's help, of course, but mm -hmm. he, the guy knows how to make you love characters like nobody I can remember in the last 20 years. And you think back to both of these seasons, like I miss Queel. I even miss the client. I miss IG-88, who was just a stupid tin can robot. Right. The client he, was so good because he gets the yeah. right people to go into those roles. Yeah, and, and like now this season, like I miss Cobb Vanth, man. Like I miss Peli, Peli Motto, who a lot of people like Amy Sedaris was so cheesy. I'm like, I miss her. So yeah. it's like <laughs> he's so good at giving you these characters just enough and then pulling them back and putting them back in his toy chest, like like you said, Clayton. And, you know, maybe he brings them out to play with them again. But then again, like looking ahead to season three, maybe it's just a, here's another set of eight characters you're going to meet. So I think yeah. that's what excites me about the, the future is uh, – you know more characters and, and more relationships being built for Din, especially if he is going to be separated from Grogu and be able to uh, branch out a bit more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That, and I've I've said that too about like when people say like the Rebels sequel and stuff. I generally am like, you're not getting a Rebels sequel because the Rebels sequel is those characters all together on a, on a journey. What you're going to get is you're going to get like two characters from Rebels, and then like a whole new slew of characters that are, that have their own journeys and, and you're sure. gonna love with those characters and things. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of similar. They're doing it now, just, just uh, season by season, you know, we fell in love with a bunch of characters. And then as the, as the main two characters move along, they meet new people and we're like, dang man, I want more of those people. Give Ahsoka the spinoff, give Bo-Katan the spinoff, you know, and like, <laughs> we want to see those, uh, shows as well. Um, and Cop Vanth, man, bring the guy back. Where you got to bring him back. Yeah. You got to bring him back. Yeah. yeah. Didn't, I mean, didn't he have a line about, you know, hopefully yes. we'll meet in the future or something like that? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Our, it's our, very, it's very well, like, I'll see you on yeah. down the dusty trail, partner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like wearing the neckerchief and all this. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> do you, Clayton, do you think uh, they're going to withhold Grogu from Mandalorian season three and shoot themselves in the foot? Or do you think they're going to do something to, to bring him back? Or do you think it's one of those things where he's going to go to Luke and be a part of that whole Academy thing that Ben Solo burned down? Like where are you at with Grogu? 
I, I think they'll be rioting in the streets if they don't bring Grogu back for season <laughs> right. three. I, I really do. I, th I think they've got to figure out some some way to do it, whether it's, uh, you know, things don't work out with Luke or they include Luke again. Um, you know, maybe that's why they're not talking about it yet, because they, they want they, they have plans uh, to include point. Luke mm -hmm. and, and Grogu again. I, I honestly don't know. But I, I think that, uh, <laughs> I mean, that show... People were excited about that show in in Star Wars Land, uh, but it, it took it took Grogu, it took Baby Yoda to oh. to just make that thing a, a global uh, hit among people who normally I don't think pay attention to Star Wars as much as the rest of us. So yeah, I think they I think they have to I think they have to bring the cash cow back. I think that would be. Um, uh, that's probably a decision that goes right up to Bob Chapek. <laughs> Favreau's like, so listen, Bob, here's the deal. Thinking I'm of taking yeah, no, you're not doing that. Yeah, you're not right, doing that. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think I think we'll see him in season three. It may be a while before we get to him. Uh, they may they may they may uh, kind of hold him back for a little bit, make us make us you know amp up the anticipation. Imagine, bit, but imagine like uh, Mando gets himself in a really tough spot. And then it's a surprise return where like he blows a door open and there's Grogu standing there like epic Jedi mode. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, we'll see you, James. Uh, he'll be back. Uh, he's ah, going to go James. Game. Was it he's something go... I said, James? Was it something I said? <laughs> he's like, I'm done with this Clayton guy. Oh, James, what are you doing? <laughs> I did. I did have a fun rewatch. I, I was going to, uh, the last couple of days. And I noticed, um, I actually had a viewing order. Can I make a viewing order suggestion? Absolutely. This seems to me that uh, let me get my pen. Certain episodes fit together uh, in a, in a really great Star Warsy kind of way. So my my suggestion, since we're not going to get a new Star Wars movie till like twenty thirty five or whenever it is, uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Twenty 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 three, right? Yeah, as of now, uh, yeah. it's a it's a while. Yeah. Uh, so you know, rewatching last night was was sort of my first rewatch, um, and chapters nine, ten, and eleven go together really well as like a little mini trilogy. You're back into you know you, you go to Tatooine, we we meet familiar characters, we get Boba Fett at the end. Uh, the passenger is is a great episode. The the heiress is great, but what's cool about it, the three of them is it reminded me of how Star Wars. Uh, typically kind of goes to three environments in every movie. You know, Star Wars, Star Wars was, was Tatooine, um, the Death Star, and then Space, and Empire was Hoth, and Dagobah, and Cloud City. Mm -hmm. This, I thought, I thought it was great, the variety of these first three episodes being on Tatooine, and then the ice planet, I wrote it, what is it? It's Maldo something, Maldo Crease or Christ or whatever they call it. Uh, and then, and then to, and then to the water planet, to, to the, to the Trask, uh, the Trask planet. So it, it kind of, those, that story, those three I stories like that. Yeah, I like and that. those three episodes kind of fit together for now. I'm going to come back to this. Don't get mad, but skip over episode 12 or chapter 12. How dare you? I, hold on. <laughs> just bear with me. Then go to, then I would go to chapter 13, 14. Skip over fifteen. Oh, come on! And do sixteen. So that <laughs> that's my second little trilogy of episodes: chapter thirteen, fourteen, and sixteen. And then, because you can't, you can't, you can't skip over. And I and I hate the term filler episodes. I don't think there are filler episodes. Um, and I loved episode or chapter twelve, the siege. Yeah, it gave us blue cookies after all. Loose, <laughs> blue, blue fifty dollars. $50 blue space cookies, but I would consider chapter 12 and chapter 15 as the standalone episodes, mm. the Rogue One-ish okay. solo type episodes that kind of stand alone uh, on their own. They're, they're, they're very self-contained stories. They don't really tie into to the, the larger sort of quest story that's going on. So I would do chapter 9, 10, 11 as your first little mini trilogy. 13, 14, 16, your second trilogy, and then watch 12 and 15 as kind of your, your standalone uh, Star Wars stories. So your second trilogy there is the, you're, st you're starting off with the Ahsoka episode, is that right? Uh, yes, the Jedi to the, uh, the tragedy to the rescue, yes. 
Interesting. Welcome back. back. James is back. He, James, uh, yeah. I just revealed the plot to the next Star Wars movie. How, how did you Which miss is, it? Uh, I know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know what happened, guys. Uh, just uh, saw, saw some spinning, and I thought, oh no, the stream's down. And then I'm like, no, I think it's just me. And then literally nothing worked. Had to restart the computer. Everything. I don't know. Completely. So, sp so, so spinning is not a good trick, is what you're saying, right now? No, Anakin lied. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sounds like you might need a training montage, like Grogu. Yeah. So with your James, we'll around. Thanks, John, uh, for the super chat. <laughs> thank you, John. Thank you. The, the world champ John Reese is on cloud nine right now. Around. Uh, so, James, to catch you up to speed, Clayton just went to a controversial lane Very. here, and he said the a viewing order for season two <laughs> is in trilogy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you, Danny. He said mini James trilogy, Cohen, like yeah. Luke in his lone X-wing. Yeah. So Clayton said chapters nine, ten, and eleven. View those in the in that order. Skip chapter 12, watch chapters 13, 14, and 16. So you're skipping 15. So 13, 14, and 16 as a trilogy, and then chapters 12 and 15. So the Siege and the Bill Burr episode as their own standalones. That's where we're at. That's where that's where Clayton's stuff. So I'm gonna watch that in that order next, and then uh, I'm gonna have my words with Clayton to see if that worked out. With the caveat that I that I don't believe in the term filler episodes. I think they're all part mm -hmm. of a. You know, I've used this sort of analogy before. It's like everything sort of. It's like a charcuterie plate, right? You got to have all the different things on the charcuterie. Plate, and it all <laughs> makes up. It all makes up one big beautiful thing. Uh, but you may not always like you know chopped nuts or whatever. I, you know, I, I'm just saying. I, 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 I'm I'm liking what you threw there because I, I that never would have crossed my mind to do that because everyone always talks about the viewing orders of the movies and they all have their takes on that. I never would have thought like let me take apart and serialize because it is a serialized show and do it man that yeah. way. So I am going to try that in all sincerity and see see what oh, I get yeah. out of it. Let me know. Um, <laughs> I mean, direct, the, yeah. direct the hate mail uh, somewhere else. Yeah. Double C did comment: Grogu has to win the All Valley Tournament before he comes back. Uh, Cobra Kai's taking over, man. I'm uh, obsessed with Cobra Kai. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah, get William Zabka in a Jedi robe, and let's do this. Oh my god, I would lose it. <laughs> I would lose it. Yeah, is happening? Kenobi wouldn't be the goat anymore. Uh, no, that, uh, it would be Zabka. All right, so James, <laughs> you, you you have this. Uh, you want to take a turn down negative alley here. So what's what's going on? Uh, God. Maybe you should I, leave I again. No, I don't know that it's negative necessarily, but I, I just think I really expected uh, Moff Gideon to be bigger and badder in this season, and he was not. That's fair. That is fair. I agree with that because you he know. I think, yeah. though, that they played him perfectly, though, because he was someone that was perceived as this big bad, and then it ends up he's just manipulative. Uh, but at the end know, of the day, if you have the force, then, I mean, yeah. how are you really going to top someone with the force? That's what I'm saying. Well, Tarkin does it. I don't like yeah. that. I, I, you know, we did this whole like we're giddy for Gideon thing and we we're all fired yeah. up like, oh, he's going to have his big moments and he's, he's talking about how he's breaking these sabers and stuff. And he does, you know, he fights and stuff. But then <laughs> I, I think what bothered me the most is in uh, the rescue where he was about to take himself out. That 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 equalized mm -hmm. him to me to a, to like the coward, uh, you know, backed mm -hmm. up into the corner sort of thing. Uh, I, I, that took away a lot of his menace to me. I don't know if you guys felt the same way. I, a I lot mean, of people yeah, thought that actually saying. online as people were like, so this guy that's like this self-serving egotistical guy is like, I'm just going to end it right now. Like he's not going to try to think him what his way out. A lot of people didn't enjoy that story plot. Yeah. It didn't really seem to fit. You know, the, one of the things that made him so menacing, I think was at the end of season one is, is how much he knew about all of our characters. He knew Caradun mm -hmm. was from Alderaan. He knew all of these things. Uh, which which sort of gives the sense that he uh, he'd really done his homework and he really was uh, was a guy to be to to be reckoned with and so no I, I think I kind of agree with that, that that it sort of took away from that a little bit but uh, yeah uh, at least it sounds like he'll be around a, a little longer anyway to cause trouble. yeah do do you think they'll start with him like arrested by. <laughs> Uh, or in prison or something like that. Like, because they got him, right? I mean, I think like, he's going to get out because they made it very clear. They're like, we need him alive, which is such like a wink alive. Like when Austin Powers, he's like, I'm going to put you in this room 
with a bunch of sharks and they're like, yeah, why don't you just right. kill them? And they're like, no, I'm going to shut the doors. <laughs> like, you, you don't kill Giancarlo Esposito if he still wants to act in your show. I think that's right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I just, don't, I don't know exactly like what they could do with this character. I mean, I, I, I do. I can imagine ways that they could continue to make that character cool. Like, I mean, for instance, he seems like, Okay, so we got the these comics, and I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but like the the Darth Maul comics where he had the like Maul Delorians uh, break in and, and and get him out of there. Uh, and I don't know, like maybe there's something to that. Like he still has these loyalists who will come and rescue him uh, from New Republic prisons and stuff like that. Which doesn't mean he's the fighter. It means he's the the intelligent or the leader, you know, the brain uh, behind uh, many operations. But I don't know. By the end of this, I I felt like I was like, oh, they they beat him. Like at the end of season one, I was like, oh, they beat him, but they didn't really beat him. Like he's about to come back and he is way badder of a villain than we thought. And in this, I was like, Oh, so he's not as bad of a villain as we thought. Yeah. And I think that's the only, that's, that's where I was coming from as far as that. But I mean, look, there's so much else that happens. I'm like, I think they're, they're moving the show in a different direction. I think that at the end of the day, uh, Moff Gideon serves his purpose as the, the, the villain for season one and season two, which is almost like the Grogu arc. And then now that they've set up the Darksaber and and Mandalore and Bo-Katan and all that, that season three could begin the the uh, you know Mandalorian Mandalore arc or something, you know, where they go back to the planet uh, Crimson yeah. Dawn. You know what I mean? Or not Crimson Dawn? I'm sorry, I don't know why I said that. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of the planet, but um, but yeah, but like go into that whole thing and. Um, I know what you guys are saying about baby Yoda. Like I get it. D- somebody at Disney is probably like, no, you're not moving forward. But I, I feel like Dave and John have earned themselves to be like, look, we, we, we have these ideas. And so far, every one of them has paid off. Let us keep doing our ideas. We have right. this thing that without Grogu, he's now unchained and he can be anywhere and do anything he wants uh now let's open the door and let him become a leader and then yeah. we will return him to grogu in season four and five or what you know or or the culmination event that they're talking about whenever whenever that happens i actually kind right. of disagree with that clayton i think that they are going to move forward without baby yoda even though i know i'm wrong <laughs> you're totally wrong <laughs> i agree with you it may, it, he he may not be in it or he i think they may just just delay it for a while he may just not be in it as much i don't know that's a good point mm-hmm. though i would say if disney wasn't bleeding money they'd be like yeah let's give him a season off but now they're like uh no <laughs> we need to sell more stuff and I, I'm just here's my thing. Like I hate the uh, trope of, and we've talked about this on this show and the podcast that a lot of series do, which is like you thought that was the bad guy, it was actually this guy, and they introduced this new character, <laughs> and like this is the real boss. Uh, I, I don't know. And also, there's that hovering cloud about what were they using his uh, midichlorians right. for? Is it the Palpatine project? Like Clayton, are you there with that? Is this about the Palpatine thing? Uh, the cloning stuff? Or- yeah. I mean, I was, I was, I was just going to say as, as you know, uh, watching, watching Giancarlo play that role is so much fun and you want him, you, you kind of want him to be the really bad guy. You want him to be the, 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 uh, uh, just because he's, he's so good at it, you know, it's, it's just yeah. fun to watch him do it. But at the same time, I, in the back of my mind, it's like, all right, who, you know, who is the real bad guy? Is there, is there a Snoke emperor type out there somewhere that is, is the real guy sort of pulling the strings? I think potentially, you know, I didn't, I, I wouldn't have thought Luke was going to show up. So <laughs> now I, I kind of feel like, yeah, this might just tie into, to the Snoke stuff. Um, crazy uh sure sure has the potential to do it and uh it wouldn't wouldn't shock me if they if they did but uh but maybe they'll take a left turn and go a completely different direction yeah it, it, it'll be interesting to see what finds it uh what uh what they end up doing um so do you think i this is, i'm a little cloudy on this clayton and maybe like the three of us kind of are because we thought we saw on that webcast that they made it clear the mandalorian season three is returning at christmas 
Uh, that's how we understood it. Did you gather that from that webcast? Do you think it's coming out next or this year, or do you think it's going to be a 2022 thing? Now that the book of Boba Fett's uh, coming into December, yeah, yeah, there there was a lot of confusion about that. My my, yeah, I don't I don't know for sure. I honestly don't know for sure. What I what I think is that the book of Boba Fett will probably be early December, and then maybe January they'll do they'll do Mando three. I honestly I don't know. Okay, they, mm-hmm. yeah, I think intentionally, uh, you know, qu- quiet about it for now. Yeah, and yeah. again to like recap that we have the Mandalorian logo right next to Kathleen Kennedy, and she's like the next chapter begins in Christmas 2021. And then we're like, Oh, cool. That makes sense. Obviously no, no, nothing there. And then when we said book of Boba Christmas 21, we're like the next chapter. Yeah. And what we just saw feels like that could have been a series finale, you know? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, but, but uh, it gets kind of weird, right? Favreau did make it clear on GMA that they are two separate. There is Mando. Yeah. Season three yeah. And, yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting, but um yeah either way it's exciting and then you know we have other stuff around the corner like kenobi and and what have you and um yeah it's fun so uh any final thoughts on season two of the mandalorian before we close this book on uh Show? <laughs> i do yeah, agree I, with Lacey. i think it was sorry i think it was better uh-huh. than season one i think it really was it uh it sort of took it up to another couple of levels the the visuals are great the stories are great the characters that they introduced were great um and uh yeah i can't wait to see what they do with with three yeah, yeah the I directors totally yeah the directors too were an were an uptick as well yeah like as far as like not to say that the other ones were bad or anything but like i think when people went into the season they were like i don't know rick i don't know deborah i you know i i'm unsure about dave you know but this one it was like we had a Filoni, you know, or not Filoni, uh, Favreau. We had Peyton Reed known for this. We had Robert Rodriguez known for this, you know, like we definitely, they, they brought in more and, and kicked it up. And I think, I think that's noticeable. You know what I mean? And you had Bryce Dallas Howard returning. So it's like, she'd already done this and you had Rick Famuyiwa returning. So it's like, they're, they're growing yeah. and getting better as well. So yeah, directors as well. Now we, we can get to Lacey because I've cut her off again. <laughs> Sorry it's okay. That. No, all good. I think that uh, coming out of season one, I had this feeling of like, man, I don't know how they're going to top that. It was so wonderful. And then season two happened and I was like, I really don't know how they're going to top this because it was like absolutely epic. I you end with Luke Skywalker. Like, where do you go from there? And we right. all know that John Favreau has written it already and it's in production. So it's like one of those things like, Favreau, what secrets do you hold? For the, hey. Like, how crazy are you going to take this? Mm-hmm. I also I also love the the sort of feeling that these filmmakers, these directors are having an incredible amount of fun mm-hmm. on these episodes. And the one thing that sort of stood out to me that uh, was sort of evidence of that was the to what I saw as all of these references and homages to uh, to big blockbuster movies of the past that we all love. And, and from Jaws in the episode of The Marshall, there were a whole bunch of Jaws references, including a Hitchcock zoom in there. Yes. Um, the Apollo stuff with the Bryce Apollo Dallas Howard. stuff with Bryce Dallas Howard. Um, Aliens, of course, one of my favorite mm-hmm. movies. Um, and <laughs> then, uh, and I was ho- and I, and it was funny when when I sort of thought that this might be a trend. I thought I want to get my Raiders of the Lost Ark. I, I'm waiting for a Raiders of the Lost Ark reference, <laughs> and we got it in the Rodriguez episode. He's got the tumbling boulder that comes down yes. The, yes. the hill, yes. right? And yes. so so we've got at least Jaws, Aliens, and Raiders. There's probably more that people <laughs> maybe picked up on. But uh, yeah, all of these like old 80s, you know, late 70s, 80s movie blockbuster references I thought were cool. It's 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 it's, it's also good because sometimes I think uh, all Star Wars fans in some way or another, sometimes we take Star Wars too seriously. And, uh, you know, you look around what's going on in the world sometimes and you're like, you know, you got to just sit down and, and, and have some fun with this stuff. And that's what these creators are doing. And if the creators of The Mandalorian can show you that they are just having fun playing with some toys and 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 tinging their nostalgia from being kids and bringing it to life and uh, almost like literally just playing with action figures and telling stories. Uh, that's yeah. um, a reminder and inspiring to remember that you know you can take whatever you want from Star Wars and if you want to take it and 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 have it shape you and be that serious about it, that's cool. But also just remember that it's it's one hell of a fun ride and if you, if you let it be. 
Um, so I think that's really important. And, you know, John Favreau at this point is untouchable. The only th- nitpick I have with him is I'm still waiting for my Vince Vaughn cameo. So I'm still <laughs> waiting. So we'll see. What the- I- I'm expecting a bartender or a car dealer in season three. I don't know, but I need my Vince Vaughn cameo. All right. We have some more super chats before we uh, round off this final okay. episode. And thank you, everybody, uh, for all season doing this. We really appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, it was yeah. really fun. Yeah. So we have Freezy2324, thank you for the super chat, who said, seemingly, uh, or seeming like all of the series will culminate in the heir, of the j- heir to the Empire style event with Thrawn, Luke, Ahsoka, Grogu, etc. Hmm. That'd be a big deal. Kyle yeah. B said, thank you, Kyle B, who said, just wanted to say thank you for all the seasons of the Mando or for the season of the Mando fan show. Love hearing your takes after each episode made Mando season two even better. Oh, man. Thanks, cool. buddy. Yeah. I'm glad thank we helped you. in the enjoyment of it. Awesome. That's so awesome. Making sure I get everybody. We have Frank. Thank you, Frank, who said the Mando fan show has been an amazing experience this season. Thank you. I really appreciate you all. May the force be with you. Thank you. You guys are so yeah. nice. <laughs> you know, I, I wanted to mention too, um, you know, Clayton, you said aliens and you said Raiders and you said Jaws, which are all great, but they're not the best movie ever, which was also referenced this season. Of course, I, I went into this season. I just, just, I knew they were going to stick it in there. Where's that office space reference going to be? And, you know, then they did it in uh, chapter 15. You got the TPS reports reference, so you know it's in the same universe and everything. It's a big crossover event. I was very excited to see that. Somebody's got a case of the Fridays, and his name yeah. is James. Uh, yeah. All right, so that, that pretty much takes us towards the end here. Um, Clayton, our whole audience knows how to get in touch with you and, and where to find your, your tweets and all what have you, but uh, just in case they don't, where can people uh, hit you up on social media? Yeah, cool. On Twitter, uh, at Clayton underscore Sandell and Instagram, Clayton Sandell ABC. Um, those are the two two, big, two biggies. All right. Uh, and thanks, we do Andrew. want, yeah, uh, we do want to say uh, thanks to uh, all of our patrons at patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. If yes. you didn't have, uh, if we didn't have your support, we wouldn't be able to do shows like this and put the time in that we do for these uh, additional shows. Uh, and a special thank you to our generals, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese. Congrats again, John. Micah Harrison, Jetta Rosewater, Michael Gaines, Bethany, Russ Harbison, Kendall Gellner, Paul Olson, Oliver Lewis, Dave Hornick, and Val Trichkoff. Thank you all so much. Uh, go to StarWarsNewsNet.com for all your Star Wars news. The Resistance broadcast every Monday and Thursday. And we have Dave a lot more. Too, by the way, I don't know if you added that in there. Who? For our general, Indy Dave. Indy Dave. Dave Hornack. Yeah, did it. Oh, okay, just making sure you yeah. had him. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and the Mando Fan Show will return, and I'm kind of just throwing this out there, for the Book of Boba Fett, because it's kind of still tied in. So I think we're going to do the Mando Fan Show for the Book of Boba Fett. Uh, so we're going to come back and do that sort of stuff uh, in anticipation for the Mandalorian Season 3 coming. Uh, but uh, Clayton, uh, once again, man, I don't know if it's your fifth or sixth time, but you're coming back again on the regular podcast. Thank you for hanging out with us and wrapping up season two. Uh, we love you. Uh, you're the best. Thanks, buddy. You guys are the hardest working kids in show business. Thank you. Happy New guy. Year. This <laughs> <laughs> is unbelievable. John, people are requesting for a back, baby. I don't know what the context should be, but they want one big one, one last. Uh, uh, jo- join us on the next season when it's back, baby. Yeah, there you go, James. Maybe Dennis, right? it's back. Maybe no, <laughs> no they oh, want you to do it. Oh, okay. I'll wake up my son probably with this one, but here we go. Uh, yeah, so we'll be back on the Mando Fan Show doing live streams uh, when Book of Boba Fett debuts, and then we'll let you know that we are back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks again, everybody, and from James, Lacey, and myself. Thanks for watching, listening, and we'll see you next time on the Mando Fan Show. We'll see you around, kids.